Coast of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Coligas. Good morning, Architects listeners. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pup application on their on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn some tips how to deal with the thermostat war at your home between your husband and wife, kids and grandkids, uh, etc., who might be living at home today. So stay to this show for some very interesting information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, January the 26th, and we are broadcasting our radio show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport. Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the February issue, The Best of Times, at one of our 522 distribution locations, beginning on February the 1st. We do thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a copy, you can always visit our website at www.thebestoftimes.com news.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as to download and listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times and to view the current copy of Silver Pages, Senior Resource Directory for Northwest Louisiana. Do mark your calendars to attend a Fraud Watch seminar that will take place on Wednesday, February the 20th from 1.30 to 4 p.m. at the Street Memorial Library's Broadmoor Branch, located at 1212 Captain Street Drive in Shreveport. You'll learn how to detect fraud and abuse issues affecting seniors and boomers and ways to avoid them. This is a free seminar and open to the public and is sponsored and hosted by AERP Louisiana and The Best of Times. More information will be found in the February issue of The Best of Times. Mark your calendars to attend the first annual Caregiver Expo that will take place on Friday, March the 1st from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Louisiana State Exhibit Museum located at 3015 Greenwood Road in Shreveport. This expo is free, open to the public, and is hosted and sponsored by AARP of Louisiana as well as the Best of Times magazine. There will be educational presentations, exhibitors, and many door prizes. Also, the debut of the 2019 edition of Silver Pages, our senior resource director, for Northwest Louisiana will occur at this expo. Will it will enable you to pick up the first free copies of this resource guide to benefit you and your caregivers. More information about this expo will be found in the February issue of the Best of Times. We are working on the 2019 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory, which will debut on Friday, March the 1st at the Caregiving Expo at the Louisiana State Exhibit Museum. If your business is interested in being part of the only senior resource directory for Northwest Louisiana, please call us at 318-636-5510. Again, that's 318-636-5510. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. <laughs> 
Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, probably presented by A-Bears, tenant country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Also thanking those who might be listening via the internet at www.710keel.com. Joining me on my radio show as a special guest is Mr. Andrew Armstrong, who is the Vice President of Fujitsu General America and has a 30-year history in the air conditioning and heating industry. And he's on my show to discuss an interesting topic about multi-generational living trend that's uh, happening throughout the world. And he's going to give us some practical tips that help the families prevent the dreaded multi-generational home thermostat war. Right, Andy? Absolutely. It's uh, becoming more of an issue, and everywhere I go, I'm hearing about it. Well, I'm going to tell our listeners, it it happened to our family. I'm not going to pick up my wife, but she has the recently in the past probably a year or so, it's the controlling feature of who gets to control those thermostats, and uh, we we have some sophisticated ones, uh, probably not as sophisticated as what you ha- offer now to the world, but uh, but it, it is it is an interesting topic, and everybody's talking about it. I mean, and tell people, it's, it's the boomers, it's also the, the, the kids coming back home, right? So give our listeners a little overview. Absolutely. It's, it's a major trend, Gary, and if, if you look around the country, uh, especially in the last 10 years, there have been a lot of forces causing this to happen. The first is, uh, we're all living longer, and uh, don't necessarily have the best uh, retirement savings in mind, and it, it creates some challenges in living space. Uh, that coupled with the fact that our our kids are facing much higher real estate and rental fees, real estate costs and rental fees, so they're not always ready to take on a separate place on their own. So all of a sudden, those of us in the middle end up with uh, people uh, boomeranging on both sides, and we end up with parents, we end up with kids, and really not quite sure. Uh, the good news is, is we live in pretty big houses, and we can make it work. The bad news is those houses weren't designed with uh, three-generational uh, demands on your thermostat and your heating and cooling needs. So we end up fighting a little bit about what temperature that house should be. And that's the truth. That is the truth. And, you know, that you're seeing a lot of that. And I've even seen, I think you, you, you uh, your staff told me that it's also what's called the, the reverse boomerang. Explain to our listeners about that concept. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's basically uh, when your parents are facing... Uh, uh, choices about where they're going to live. And maybe it's not time for a nursing facility or an extended care facility, uh, but it's just too much to take care of of their own place, and it just makes the most economical and and living arrangement sense to have your parents come back and live at your space. And a lot of friends my age now are seeing that happen, and it's, it's a good solution. Uh, but when we consider... Uh, just the, the physiological needs of people change dramatically as they age. Yeah, and I've, se- off, I've seen that, Andy, in, in various areas throughout the country and, and where the, the the parents or grandparents are going back and instead of going back and forth like, you know, every day, twice a day sometimes to take care of the grandkids or other, they, they either build one or uh, designate an apartment for them and uh, for either the, the single grandparent or the double grandparent so they can be really 
close by to, to take care of him, not at the added expense, as one, as one of those individuals told me. I don't spend hardly any time in my own home. I don't know why I have my own home. And that's what she eventually <laughs> moved in with with her with her son. So uh, so that, you know, that is quite interesting. But, yes. Well, um, there's a lot of people feeling that way because there's over 28 million homes uh, now in the U.S. that have three generations at one time living wow. in that house. So that's a big number and a lot of people with a lot of different comfort needs. And and your people, your your staff people, I'm sure your big company there is probably analyzing that. It's increasing, right? It's not decreasing. I- Absolutely, and another trend is is the country is becoming more urban, and as that happens, real estate is uh, more and more precious and more and more expensive. So uh, as those families are facing more urban environments, it's, it's more important to get the best bang for your buck from real estate. So we expect that trend to continue for the foreseeable future. And, you know, the the mom and dad, grandmother versus granddaughter, I've seen it, uh, been there, done that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, you know, I thought that was interesting. You know, everybody has some different comfort level, and it changes over the, over years, doesn't it? Absolutely, and and just men and, men and women. I I know that uh, my wife and I have always had slightly different comfort needs, and I long ago gave up control of the thermostat, just find a sweater. But uh, uh, it gets even more pronounced when we get different generations. So that new baby has some specific needs for for comfort, and and uh, likewise, a, an aging uh, parent coming into the home is feeling a draft that you never knew was there. So it, it takes a little sensitivity to understand that everybody's going to respond to indoor comfort conditions differently. And uh, it's pretty important to recognize that it's real and come up with solutions so everybody can be comfortable and, and not yell at each, other, at each other over a thermostat. And that's, you know, that's a petty kind of situation where, you know, there, there's ways to solve that. We're going to talk about that at, at, during our during our show today. But I thought another statement that you made uh, in, in this prologue information is women's bodies produce less heat than men's with women preferring a warmer environment than men. Yes. Absolutely. But, uh, that, that's, but that's not, that, uh, okay, Andy, that's not casting concrete, because I know some women, including my <laughs> significant other, is just the opposite. Uh, she likes it colder, and, and I don't care what it is. And, that, you know, that's her her deal. And um, I mean, she'd rather be freezing cold in the room and have blankets and et cetera and, uh, than to have a really cozy, warm area. So it, it, I, th- well, I, 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 I think it's variable. I strongly recommend you not go home and tell her she's wrong. No, of course I don't tell her wrong. I just, <laughs> I just add more blankets. I mean, hey, just adjust. That, that's that's, that's we have to we have to pacify our our ladies. And I've been married for almost maybe forty five years this year, uh, so you know we we've complied. But I think it's changed over over time about her you know, need wanting more cool. And I see others that do. But uh, but the the drastic thing I see is when my kids come home. We have three. And I heard, that's what we were talking about. A bunch of us were at a dinner party. We were talking about this. And I said, guess what? I'm going to have a person on the show that's going to talk about this. He says, really? It's that, it's that prevalent throughout the United States? Yes, it is. And they were all saying it was with their kids coming back home with their grandkids. And, you know, they didn't want it. Uh, they all wanted it uh, warmer. And the most all the parents wanted it colder. So it was like a big fight. And that was even during the summertime. So, I mean, it, how about that one? 
Oh, it's absolutely the case. And and so often, you know, you talk about situations where people are coming from other climates that even makes a difference. So if you become used to living in the southwest where it's always warm and then you come back to the northeast and, and uh, uh, people are living at... Uh, 65 degrees and used to it, well, that just feels like a, uh, a a frigid temperature. So adjusting to those those different temperatures from different climates is very important, too. But everybody has that unique comfort level, and, and it's very personal and very different. So, so uh, having a little empathy makes a big difference. So do you recommend if there's a major issue there that uh, they need to call in local area consultants that can help them solve this problem? It, it, certainly that's one of the steps you can take. I think the first first step is just talking about it and and accepting that hey i'm I, I'm comfortable at this temperature, but maybe other people in the household aren't. And what are our best solutions to deal with that? Uh, sometimes it's just a timing issue if if grandma's home all day and nobody else is there, maybe that programmable programmable thermostat can help solve that problem so she's not sitting in a temperature that's too cold all day long or too warm. Uh, so really just getting to the heart of what the problem I would say is step one. Having a really good conversation about when are you comfortable, why, what can we do about it, what would you like as a solution? Because sometimes it is just as simple as a a, uh, a sweater or a, a blanket in a certain room or setting the, the thermostat differently to operate so it doesn't set back while grandma's home alone so a lot of a lot of options that might be simpler solutions than you think if you could just start a conversation but uh, to, to to tell being a senior boomer here uh, I, can, I can attest that I have three wonderful kids they're very high tech uh, two of the sons and one's a daughter they're all high tech so many years ago when we lived at our house uh, I mean we've had we have a nice house but it had um, I would call it According to my son, ancient thermostats. <laughs> yes. And so uh, my son is the the middle one, is the techie person. So he went out and bought us, uh, like, we have two big units and bought us these two sophisticated thermostats. And I said, I didn't need it. It was working perfect. He said, no, Dad. <laughs> this is going to save you money, save energy, and et cetera. And, that, and it was, it's been remarkable. It's been a, probably five or six years. It's not the latest, greatest. Now he tells me I need to get rid of those and get the new one that are internet, you know, connected to my iPhone that he got me and all that kind of mm-hmm. fancy, fancy stuff. So, uh, but I want to tell listeners that that can save you money as well as convenience and not having to, you know, the the old dial ones and some of them, some people still have them. There's, they're so variable and, and most of them don't even uh, accurately do the job now these days, right? Absolutely. The technology has changed so dramatically over the last 10 years. Uh, but yeah, we all remember the uh, the Honeywell thermostat on the yeah, wall. And you yes. Turn the dial to fit it where you where you want. If you're hot, you turn it uh, down, and if you're cold, you turn it up. Real simple. And if I uh, but think I'm an ahead. old guy, I can remember pulling the case off of that, and I was saying. Is that a piece of mercury in a little tube? That's what kicks this little dude on. You know, it's like it was little. It looked like a, a mercury switch in a way. It had mercury or That's, something. Is that what it was? Absolutely, it was a mercury switch on a bimetal coil, and as the temperature changed. That coil would shift. So, your comment about accurate temperature was right on target because those were notoriously misaligned, and you'd get them a little bit off, and and all of a sudden it would be seventy-two degrees in the house, but your thermostat's reading sixty-seven. And I'm Obviously, that in itself can create some problems. So uh, those mercury switches have uh, been replaced now. Obviously, mercury is 
a danger from a sure. carcinogen standpoint. They've been collecting those for years in our industry and upgrading them with a lot better technology with thermistors and, and, and better tools to uh, make it a lot more accurate and a lot more comfortable. And your comment about energy efficiency is right on, Gary. The uh, setback thermostats that allow you to only be heating and cooling that house to the uh, comfort level you want when you're there is pretty pretty important. Turn it down while you're sleeping at night. That can save you a lot of money, and it's a, it's a very good upgrade to your heating air conditioning system that can pay for itself very, very quickly. And, you know, in this day and age of technology, I'm sure in your industry, everything becomes more efficient, less and economical, which, like, you know, I'm sure them 10 years ago, those super-duper electric thermostats I bought for, I don't know what my son ended up, buying them for me as a gift uh, probably cost one third what they cost back then you know the technology has increased and the costs have gone down through you know y'all's uh, innovative building block is that true that's absolutely true and it's the last 10 years i would say has been less about saving you on your energy bill because they the ability to set back a thermostat certainly has not changed. So keeping your house at, at 65 during the night while you're sleeping and heating it back up during the day, it's doing basically the same thing. What's been improved greatly is utility. And for the price point, you can now get, get thermostats that talk to your cell phone like you were talking about. So if you're wow. on a trip uh, hundred, uh, hundreds of miles away, you can still pull up the information about your thermostat and say, hey, I forgot to turn this back. I can do that from the beach in Florida as opposed to uh, having to be right there touching the button. So uh, we've even taken it one step further, Gary, and now the uh, heating and air conditioning controls from Fujitsu and many other companies, for that matter, um, will allow you to talk to your your Alexa or your Google Google Home or your Apple device and, and tell them what you want your temperature to be. So if, if Grandma's sitting in her chair and doesn't want to get up and touch the thermostat, she can just say, Hey, Alexa, make it 72 degrees. Well, i got to get me one of those. I have Alexa at home, so I need a, which I call Echo, because I have my daughter's name, Alexa. <laughs> so when, when we, we talk about her, when she's home, it drives her crazy. So we had to change it about a year ago after after <laughs> driving us crazy. Uh, uh-huh. So now you can set that up for, um, wow, that is sophisticated. Whoa. That... Yeah, and, and part of the whole, the whole thermostat war is about, uh, people having uh, autonomy or the ability to, to control the comfort on their own because as much as we love those programmable thermostats and the engineer in me loves the technology but uh, there's a lot of people in the household who may be intimidated by that not comfortable with it so using a smart control and telling uh, uh, Echo or Alexa to, to turn it up to your degrees is a whole lot simpler and everybody can do that so people can get some uh, some confidence that they know how to control the comfort system and and make themselves more comfortable. Uh, one other comment I want to make for you and for my listeners. I had uh, representatives from uh, AEP. That's the power company. Ours local is AEP, but out of out of mm-hmm. Ohio, I believe. Uh, but they uh, they their local area is called Swepco Southwestern Electric Power Company, and they have some of their representatives came on the show. So I've never had anybody from a utility company on my show for 18 years. So I said, huh. So we learned a lot. But one thing they brought up, which I, I thought was fascinating. Fascinating is there is some rebates from the electric companies and other people if you get one of these smart thermostats now. Are, are you aware yeah, of that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that varies across the country, of course. 
uh, certainly check with your local utility or uh, many of the manufacturers like uh, like us here at Fujitsu actually have uh, um, tools on their website that you can put in your zip code and it'll tell you what uh, rebates might be available. But it's in their interest because the utilities are really trying to control demand. They're really trying to keep that use of power down so they don't have to build more power plants. And the ability to use a setback thermostat is very good for the utilities because you use a lot less power in the summertime. And and in the middle of the day when they're drawing the most power. So it's really a good thing for the utilities to get all those houses not cooling when uh, the rest of the uh, city is so they don't have to build that next power plant. A lot of waste there. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, sending country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Mr. Andrew Armstrong, who is the Vice President of Marketing of Fujitsu General America, and he's had a 30-year history in the in the air conditioning uh, uh, industry and background, and uh, he's giving us some great information about this multi-generational living trend uh, that has our some of our family members fighting about the thermostat war in our homes. Thank you, Andy, for joining us today. My pleasure. Great to be here. So, we were before we got off, uh, I, I want to uh, give some recommendations to my listeners out there. Um, is Do contact local power companies if you're considering upgrading, which if you haven't upgraded your thermostat, they should. Right, Andy? They should look Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. Especially if it's 10 years old. Maybe more than yeah. maybe five years old. I'm thinking about yeah. upgrading mine because I want Alexa to be able to talk with it, and I think that'll be cool. Don't <laughs> you told me that I read this? I said I called my son. He said, "Dad, that's the latest one. Yours is like five years old. It won't do that." <laughs> I said, "Well, it, yep. won't, it won't even connect to the internet." I said, "Jason, Jason said, it, Dad, it doesn't have a Wi-Fi built in or connect whatever." Okay, so you know we can probably have two of them. Uh, so that that technology can definitely help, and we would love to be. Be able to, you know, when we go on vacation, we just set it at a different temperature, and we hope that's the right temperature. We'd love to be able to to probably put it down lower or higher, right? right? Absolutely. So it won't Absolutely. kill the plants or the, or, the, or the animals, but it, hey, but uh, but that that is really impressive that you can control and monitor, you know. So I can tell my ring system to go tell talk to Alexa to go t- change my air conditioning system as well. Exactly. Is that uh, is, is that high tech or what? Right. It's come a long way. So and and the other thing we, you mentioned that installing these smart thermostats can of course reduce the utility expense, right? Yeah, no question about it. You uh, anytime you're 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 changing that temperature uh, set point in the home uh, to a a uh, less energy uh, consumptive position, you're going to save money. So if you are able to, while you're at work all day, keep the house at uh, uh, 80 degrees instead of 72, uh, that's just a whole lot of energy you're not using, and that energy very quickly will pay for the investment in the thermostat. And really a couple of options on that, too. You can walk to the 
nearest Home Depot and, and find a good uh, smart thermostat that can do all the things we're talking about, but also calling your local heating and air conditioning contractor if you're not uh, not wanting to mess with electrical and, and hassle with all the, the different colored wires in there. There's a, a contractor just waiting for your call who'd love to install that. Well, that's true. That's, that is a good point. And some of us, you know, want to challenge to do it, but we have to either call our son or or son-in-laws to help us do that as well but uh, you know, that's, that's probably just as easy to, to, to let them uh, evaluate your air conditioning and heating system as well. Speaking of that though the technology in heating and cooling products over the many years have really changed, right? Absolutely. In multiple fronts. We uh, in this country have gone through quite a few cycles over the last several years of, of different efficiency level and different technology. And, uh, so that's another good reason to talk to your local contractor and, and just find out where you stand in that process. Because if your equipment is 10 or 15 years old, chances are good it's nearing the end of its normal life, especially on the air conditioning and heat pump side. Uh, so it might be worth getting a second opinion and looking at that and seeing what new options are available. And, and uh, but as we, uh, as we move forward, we're seeing a lot more ductless technology. Explain uh, that to uh, us. Explain that to us. Absolutely. It's it's something that actually came to this country 25, 30 years ago, but it's been the prevalent way of heating and cooling most of the rest of the world. And a ductless technology, in our homes we usually have a furnace or an air handler somewhere in the attic or in the basement or in a crawl space, and that feeds ductwork that serves the entire household, right. uh, which is has been a good way because we live in pretty big houses in this country and it's a good way to heat and cool them. The challenge is is that ductwork is not the most efficient way to deliver uh, heating air conditioning to your home. So we lose a lot of energy in that ductwork. If it's in a 130-degree attic, you can imagine how much uh, that air conditioning is being heated up as it travels through those ducts, not to mention the fact that we have to have a motor that forces that air all the way through the house. Sure. that ductwork. So so not always the best way to do it. So the new technology, the, the ductless technology, basically takes that ductwork out of your house and allows you to take just refrigerant, which goes in about a three-inch tube uh, around your home and delivers the same heating and cooling to the space where it's needed. And that can be delivered either on a unit that hangs on the wall. Maybe you've seen a, a ductless uh, uh, air handler that hangs on the wall or sometimes they're mounted on the floor. Sometimes you see them cassettes in the ceiling in businesses and sometimes they even just have a little bit of ductwork that runs very close to that room. So that allows you to move BTUs or heating and cooling units around the home exactly where you need them as opposed to trying to force the whole house to be the same temperature. So is there a central control unit that, that pumps all this refrigerant through all these locations? Yeah, there's a couple different ways to do it. Uh, quite often, as we first started seeing the technology in this country, it would be uh, for solving a problem or for addition. So if you put a sunroom on your house, sometimes you'll see a, a, a ductless unit there just because the original unit in the house wasn't big enough to handle that extra space. Sometimes you have uh, homeowners who have a master bedroom or a guest bedroom that just never heated and cooled quite properly, so they'll put a ductless unit in there. Uh, now what we're seeing is uh, uh, a much more uh, uh, advanced unit that allows up to uh, nine different indoor heads off of one outdoor unit. So you have one outdoor feeding nine different indoor, um, and that allows you to have a different uh, temperature setting, a different comfort level of every room in the house. So if grandma's in one bedroom and the kids are in another and you and your wife are in another one, 
all of a sudden you can have three different temperatures, one at 83, one at 78, and one at 72, and everybody can be exactly where they want to be, and that system is going to run just fine and give everybody just what they want. Okay, not to uh, let our uh, listeners visualize this, so it's thin copper tubing that loops around and must have a, and it just must continuously flows, correct? Yeah, there's a, a couple of ways it, ha- it happens with these systems. One is there's uh, copper tubes running from indoor to outdoor to each system. Uh, the more advanced systems, what we call variable refrigerant flow, actually just has one set of tubes and it just branches off for each unit. So it, it's smart enough to know exactly what it needs for each unit and it needs just the right amount of, of heated and cooled refrigerant to each space so it can get just the temperature it needs. So much more efficient way to deliver that heating and cooling through the home. And and it's and probably initial cost involved, but the savings eventually will be uh, each and every year, probably on that particular area. Right? Absolutely. The, the efficiencies are high to begin with. So uh, in heating air conditioning, the, uh, the government has a rating called seasonal energy efficiency ratio for cooling and for uh, the heat pump side is called... Uh, uh, the heating performance standard. So, uh, and, and those are good uh, with with these technologies to begin with. But when you're only heating each room to the temperature it needs to be, and able to keep the other spaces uh, less cool, same as we were talking about with the programmable thermostat. When you're when you're not heating it all the way to that same temperature uh, all day long for the the entire day, you can save a lot of money. Same way with the house. If, if quite often we live in. Uh, um, very large houses, as we've talked about. So if you have a 2,500-square-foot home, but you and your spouse only live in 700 square feet of it, this technology allows you just to keep that 700 square feet comfortable as opposed to that whole 2,500. Oh, and that is that is remarkable. So for some of the people that have those type of homes, yes. Right now it's difficult unless you have two or three different small systems, which I've been seeing lately some of the, the, the homes that are built for patio homes or whatever, they, they all have two small um, compressor units, it seemed like, mm-hmm. and one does the part of the area and the other one does the part of the area. We have it at our home. We have two separate, one for upstairs and one for downstairs, which has been perfect. So I can, keep, mm-hmm. I can generally keep the downstairs the way I like. And the wife's upstairs with all the bedrooms can keeps it the way she wants it. So that's how we solve our war. We have a split level area. So, uh, and, and you might want to tell that you mentioned it. Hey, if it's not if it's not to your liking, you either going to have less blankets or uh, more blankets, right? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, come down and come downstairs and say hi and bring your blanket. So retrofitting, I know some of my listeners out there are saying, Gary, my home's like 25, 30 years old. If I want to do this new technology, uh, this whatever it's called, the ductless mini split systems, is it going to make you know require me to just gut out everything? Do the ducks just stay there? I'm sure they do. I mean, they're going to pull them out. In some cases, they can. The good news is, in many cases, it can find just some extra space, too, because uh, quite often we've snuck ducks into closets and found, <laughs> found secret spaces to, to take advantage of, and it's lost some living space. So sometimes adding this back will, will give you back a closet or some other space. But the good news is the good mechanical contractors know this technology and they have great ideas for how to make this happen and do so in a way that's not too intrusive. And it's probably quieter. Wouldn't it be quieter in a way? 
it's very quiet technology. When you don't have all that air flowing through the house, uh, it does make a big difference. So imagine that 25-, 30-year-old house you were talking about with one system uh, up in the attic. Think about all that air that has to flow to heat and cool that house. So you're going to hear that motor running. You're going to hear the air flowing through the house. And uh, sometimes you get used to it and forget how loud it really is. But when uh, when you put a much more quiet ductless system in all of a sudden, uh, you go, wait a second, that's a lot quieter than it used to be. It can't be running, but uh, it is, and it does a really good job keeping it comfortable and does so in a very quiet fashion. Okay, so one other follow-up. I'm just thinking about this ductless system because the ducts, which some of us, you know, um, I would say uh, many, many people have the duct systems, um, in their in their homes, uh, apartments, whatnot, they tend to get, uh, collect different uh, allergens and uh, mold and et cetera. And if you don't clean them occasionally, it can be dangerous, right? And to people's health reasons. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we we uh, live in a very polluted uh, indoor environment as a rule. We don't do a great job of filtering it, and uh, our ducts do collect a lot of different things over time so uh, it can be a problem and this is one way to eliminate that and, and uh, hide that dark uh, space that's away from from sight and uh, well the uh, air the uh, air cleaner the air duct cleaners probably won't like us making that statement but uh, that, 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 that that's that's their job is coming out there periodically and and running I don't know they run their I would call it the super duper vacuum cleaner with a scraper uh, have it I'd had it done on my house a couple of times and they, it found a lot and then they treat it whatever it's treated with and hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully we haven't had any issues but you know some people have a lot a lot of allergies I'm, I was suggesting to a, uh, a family whose kids are always getting al- different allergies and stuff. I said, yeah, you might want to check, you know, the 40-year-old home that you bought recently. They probably didn't ever change the duct system out. Yeah, it's, uh, th- those guys do a fantastic job, and I would never disparage them. They do good work, and especially in those cases with young kids with allergies, you hate to see them suffer, and that's that's one of the great places to check, Gary, is to make sure they're getting getting good air out of their duct system. And if that's the source of the allergens, boy, you want to eliminate that. And those guys do a super job. Well, go, going back, I'm just thinking ahead of here about these these split systems. This is fascinating me. I, I I didn't read it in great detail, but I'm I'm going to learn more about it. Hopefully, my listeners will as well. It has a separate. I'm, I'm trying to fathom this. So if, if this is run in 12 different units, I can control whether I want it in the bedroom or the guest bedroom or, or the dining room or the living room. It's it, You can have multiple thermostats to control all that. Is that right? That is correct, yeah. You'd have a different uh, thermostat on the wall or remote control or even uh, even iPhone technology or, or uh, mobile phone technology that you can control and uh, have a different uh, different comfort level in each of those spaces. So, so you can, in, in fact, if it was connected to the Alexa app, uh, little guy, little lady, uh, you can just tell her to set different living room this, set this, that, set that. Wow, that is really space age here. We're moving into the Jetson world here, right? <laughs> it, it, it's uh, not going to take you out of bed and put your slippers on like it did for George. You oh, can't tell your conditioner uh, where you want the temperature. They're working on that, too. I'm sure they're working on robots, and uh, and they're going to take my shoes off and give me a nice massage before I go to bed, right? I'm sure your, your, engineers, so. your engineers, wherever they may be in America, or uh, uh, where's your company based on? Oh, I can't remember. 
Uh, we're based out of, we uh, opened Japan many years ago. Yeah. So. Well, we, let's hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Sunny Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Mr. Andrew Armstrong, who's the Vice President of Marketing at Fujitsu, can't say the word, General America, and has a 30 year uh, air conditioning and heating industry background. And he's been on our show today to give us some important tips about dealing with the family issues regarding the thermostat war, making it either too hot or too cold for our family members and guests who might be coming in. So thank you, Andy, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. My pleasure. It's been, uh, been fun chatting about the thermostat wars. There's, yes. There's a lot of different solutions, and we certainly have covered several of them. And, you know, and uh, I'm sure some of my listeners are going to say, I'm going to pull the thermostat off of, my, off of my wall and throw it out to my wife and kids who get mad at me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We hope it doesn't get to that violence. But we hope they just solve it by peace and uh, a peace treaty that uh, they can have it in certain temperatures on certain hours a day in certain rooms, right? Absolutely. And, and just a, a quick summary, you know, hey, get smart. Use the new technology. That's certainly one good way to face it. Uh, um, looking for better energy efficiency through that, that better control stat always helps. Boy, giving the everybody in the home the ability to uh, control the thermostat certainly is a big help we talked about room by room comfort and some of the advantages there and how you can really customize by zone what you want to have happen in the home and then finally the one we didn't mention i think is probably important is is uh don't let the uh don't let the different temperature demands of everybody get in the way of that all-important family time we want to see that happen too Oh, that's that's definitely important. I mean, that that family time together, and, and we don't want to feud over a, a minor issue of if it's a few degrees here, a few degrees there. I mean, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's fun having these challenges, which you know I, I would not believe that all this uh, this type of topic would be around the past six months in my area, my family. We never even thought about it before until now. I don't know. It's been weird. Uh, and then how you know how. How, how happenstance that you you and your staff let me know about you know this uh, this thermostat war says perfect this is a perfect yeah uh, I'm sure you're promoting this throughout the world that it is happening not just in Shreveport and Bossier City Louisiana but all over the United States and probably in other countries other countries absolutely well. and Gary you reminded me earlier I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up because I think it could be important. Some of your listeners. We, we talked about the fact that you have two systems in your home, one for upstairs, one for downstairs. And that has certainly become much more common in, in two story houses. It's just, it's too often that that warm air stratifies up to the second floor and it, it's hard to keep at the same temperature as the second. So going to two stories was a very common solution. And I wanted to bring your, your listeners up to speed on, on folks who do have one system and have that problem that there's not always, is it, required to change the entire system and there there are great contractors out there and great products out there that allow you to add a a damper system 
that can make the home a lot more comfortable. And a good contractor can come in and, and really tell you exactly how that will work and not have to change out all the rest of your equipment, but can do a retrofit on just inducting and make that home a lot more comfortable. So I wanted to throw that out as one of the many options to help control the uh, uh, the things going on in the home with the thermostat wars. Some of the electric companies, the electric company that came here, said that they would come uh, and, and do an efficiency expert, uh, would come evaluate your heating loss, your air conditioning loss, your et cetera, throughout the houses, that your home that could save you money, but also it wouldn't tax your air conditioning and heating system. Isn't that a good thing to do? That is great advice. And, and so often the the most simple things we can do are the ones that uh, that are right under our noses and we just don't think about. And the type of test they're talking about doing really evaluates the the home as an envelope. And in our industry, we talk about that envelope that's heating heating and cooling on the inside from those outdoor temperatures that are are making it uh, um, less comfortable. And, and essentially, what they do on those types of tests is to determine where the heat and the cooler are going. Right. And sometimes that's through airflow gaps, sometimes that's through poor insulation, sometimes it's through bad windows, sometimes it's, it's through things in your home that are actually creating heat in the summer that don't need to be. And those type, those type evaluations can save you a lot of money and quite often with very little investment. So adding a little insulation to the attic, uh, finding out that you just need a little caulk around the doors, um, look for some weather stripping. Those little tricks can just put lots of money in your pocket. Uh, over the years, and once you make that improvement, it's going to be that way for a long time. So, uh, one of those investments that pays and pays and pays. All right, and I want you to emphasize the fact about just an added a little bit of insulation will definitely help. I mean, I've I've done that in the house we've lived in uh, uh, actually twice because it was packed, and I decided to do it another after. I think it was about ten years. We we got we got a little bit. I put some more up there. And it was so inexpensive, and uh, I, I could notice the electricity bill going down the, the, the following month. So uh, you know that little bit. And of sometimes insulation. it it even makes it a little quieter in your home. Oh, it too. does make it. Oh, well, that's I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes, it made uh, made our our home much quieter because of being in the attic in a two story home, and it was really remarkably different. And uh, so that's another distinct advantage. So what should a what should a homeowner out there do to evaluate if they want to upgrade to all the new latest uh, heating and air conditioning systems? Well, the first first piece of advice I would give your listeners, Gary, is to uh, talk to the whole family and find out what they like and what they don't like about the current system. Uh, because we all have different comfort needs. We all have different uh, interactions with that comfort system. So really ask the questions and find out, hey, what have you always liked about the comfort of our home? What have you not liked about it? And give everybody a voice to tell you what, what what's working and not what's not working. Look around at things like your registers. Look around at where you change your filter. Look around at, at uh, the way that uh, uh, the pipes are run through your house and the ductworks run through your house. Make sure you understand all that. And whatever questions you have, write them down. Because the, the best thing you can do for a contractor is know what you want when he comes in. Second thing I'd recommend is uh, take some time to do some research. Uh, there's tons and tons of information uh, available online and find out what's going on in in that uh, uh, in that technology and there's there's a lot of good advice there's a lot of good equipment and doing a little bit of research beforehand is going to make you a little bit more in line with what that uh, what that contractor can do for you 
then finally is write down your own questions. Take that time to uh, to think about uh, what do I want, what do I not want, and what uh, is going to make this house a lot more comfortable. And as you do that, the, uh, the contractor is going to be able to design a system that works very, very well for you. Wow. So that's some great advice. Thank you again, Andy, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Uh, you gave us some great practical tips, and hopefully we can solve some of those home thermostat wars throughout our area, and hopefully you can help solve them uh, as well as throughout the United States and throughout the world. So, again, thank you for joining us. You were quite informative and giving us some great educational information and tips. Outstanding. Great to be with you, Gary. And for uh, all your listeners, you can go to... Uh ConstantComfort.com and uh, take a closer look at the Fujitsu technology. And uh, we uh, enjoy being with you and wish you and your listeners the best. Okay, say that again. It's Constant Comfort. ConstantComfort.com. ConstantComfort.com. So, again, I'm going to check that out as well as well. I know many of my listeners out there. Again, thank you for joining us today. Our pleasure. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to our show today. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of the Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Best of Times on 710 Keel. Join us again next Saturday at 9 for The Best of Times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Bozier.